Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Loud Women, the podcast about Shrill on Hulu. Uh, This is episode seven. We are getting so close to the launch of the show on Hulu. We are so excited. Uh, And today we have a super exciting episode. We have our first interview from someone from that is a part of the show. Uh, Tookie, want to give us a little a little intro to who we talked to today? Hi, hello, yes. Uh, Welcome to Loud Women. Uh, I am so excited about our guest this week, uh, the one and only Tamara Bubble. Hashtag bubble on deck. She is a singer and rapper, well, mostly rapper now, uh, and self-love enthusiast in every way possible. Uh, and she uh, was selected by some of the producers of Shrill to create music specifically for the show because she's just one of these people who just generates ideas and music and gets all sorts of inspiration from all things. And so she's always writing songs. And so she'd be perfect, especially because so much of what she talks about relates to the main character of the show, Annie. Uh, and they were like, oh, we need music that can encapsulate this character's experience. And Tamara Bubble rose to the occasion. So, so she wrote tuned. this. She wrote this awesome song called Berserk that is you will recognize from the trailer for Shrill. Uh, so we had a really awesome conversation with her. We just hung up talking about her thoughts behind the songs, like how sort of self-love is involved in her music and and all of her thoughts around this this incredibly like positive energy that she brings and so she is super funny she is really inspirational and i'm so excited for you guys to hear this interview and Tookie definitely nerded out like a couple of times if i'm not mistaken a little bit a little little bit a little bit of a nerd out on the Tookie. Uh Spoiler alert, a spoiler alert. There's a lot of skirt skirt and rap ad libs. <laughs> uh, it was a really good conversation. So thank you so much, Tamara, for coming on. And uh, she actually has an awesome new song out called Squeaky Wheel that she's going to let us uh, have a little exclusive and play at the end of the episode. So if you stick around, uh, we will be playing that song at the end of this podcast episode. And that one's awesome because this one wasn't even written for the show, but it is so on the nose. Uh, It's about speaking up for yourself and how women need to all speak up for each other. And it's just this awesome song. And so I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. I think you're going to love it. Yeah, definitely check out Tamara's work. She's on YouTube and all over social media at Tamara bubble. Hashtag bubble on deck. Yes. So you guys are going to love this conversation, but speaking of the trailer, this is the first time you and I are sitting down to talk since the full trailer has dropped. So I think <sighs> we need to take a minute and discuss this amazing trailer. Tell me, Tookie, what was your initial thought? What was your initial reaction? That man did not need to yell to the other pharmacists about (laughs) plan B. You don't yell plan B. 
That's so true. I mean, and also, wouldn't you, like, use the drug term for it. Don't don't say plan B. There has to be, like, a, a code drug word that we don't all know. But it's true. That's mortifying. I literally... There was a there was two two moments where I like spit out my water laughing. The first was when she puts all of her stuff on the counter and she goes, "And shoelaces for my brown shoes." <laughs> it's just like oh specific. I like that. Uh, and then the second was at the end when they were talking about using a corn dog as a dildo, which will haunt me forever. Um, it's just not practical. <laughs> like honestly. Honestly, you don't want to introduce batter into that environment. So the batter definitely strikes me when they were talking about the disintegration. I was worried about that. But for me, it's the stick that's really going to just be burned Um, in my brain because it's like, yeah, there's some physics challenges there. Anyway, I was tickled. I was tickled by that. Uh, But but, so overall, were there any things that you were like, oh, my God, I'm so excited that they're going to talk about this or... um, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see like John Cameron Mitchell being delightful. Like what 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 stuck out to you? Um uh getting called a millennial dumpling. What? Ooh, I liked that one. What? And then uh no disrespect to the actor, but the character uh of whoever she's, you know, got to sneak out the back door for um he looks like a thumb. So I'm glad she says F you to him at some point. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I um that was mortifying. So that's that's seems to be sort of a combination of some of the men from the book. Um that so this was definitely not the guy that she ended up with, uh, that we're seeing at the beginning here, uh, in real life at least. But he's a nightmare. I was like, mm-hmm. this is terrible. To 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 see how directly they're talking about this issue of dating and hooking up and like hookup culture while fat I'm actually really excited to see how that plays out because that is very direct and it's sort of painful so to see how they play that out in a funny way is going to be really cool to watch I'm really excited about that yeah and it's just it is a topic that I think we should discuss as as a society just because we're still living in an age where men exist. I mean, these are, you know, men about a generation or two ahead of us, but there are men who still exist in this world who were brought up and socialized in an environment, in a world where uh, taking a woman out as a dare mm. is st- was still funny or something. And I, they, I they feel looked like at that it. still might be a thing for yeah. kids. I don't know. Yeah. And so, you know, they're, they're socialized to believe that there's humor in that rather than it being deeply damaging to the woman. For sure. So, and so it's, it, it'll be interesting to see that play out. It's so, it's so, t- dudes are the worst. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't, I don't like to man bash, but uh, no. So, so that's, that's something I'm really excited to see play out. You know, you and I have been sort of speculating about which elements of the book we think are going to make it into the show. So that sort of dating piece of it is a big component of the show. I also noticed they're talking about the hello, I'm fat article that you and Mm. I have touched on a bunch, which is super significant in her life and her career in real life. So I'm excited to see how they play that out on screen. Uh, And then I also like that they're going to go into the, the bit about the trolling as well and, and the impact of, how people act online and how that impacts your real life. So I was excited to see those pieces from the book and those themes that'll be carried into the show. 
Yeah, I I am really, really just looking forward to how they address these things, how we can actually watch uh, what real women go through on screen and see so many of ourselves represented through this TV show. For sure. I think so. So after seeing the trailer, do you feel like the show is going to meet your expectations, exceed your expectations or like, were you, what, where was your, where were you at on the map? Mm. I think it will meet many of um, my expectations. I did not expect the show to be a completely faithful adaptation of Lindy West's memoir, just because, you know, it's, you've got to, you've got to spin it in a way where it's watchable and there's like a, Mm -hmm. a real, story arc happening and that and 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 the key to good um good theater is that coming from a thespian uh that you you want you want to know the character's desires like they have to be working towards some kind of goal right yeah because like a lot of times a lot of times no disrespect to any specific plays but there are times when Shakespeare is uh, listening. Be careful. Oh, oh, listen, you, you <laughs> and your fluffy collar in your grave on Avon. We're going to have some words, oh, but wow. now we're picking fights with Shakespeare. All right. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> listen, Bill, but <laughs> slice of life theater doesn't always work mm-hmm. for an audience because it's like, hey, here's like. 30 minutes with this character's life and their family. And there's, they're not like working towards anything or working towards a goal. You don't really see any kind of real development or change or some sort of, um, as they call it in theater, inciting incident Mm -hmm. in the story that gets the character to change or work towards a change or work towards that goal that they want to achieve. So uh, I I knew that the, that the TV show itself wouldn't be like a word for word adaptation um, or just transferring the book word for word from page to screen. That's what I'm trying to say here because ESL. Uh, So, you know, you have to make it watchable. You have to, yeah. So I knew that that would come into play, but in terms of making it watchable, I'm like, yeah, they're they're with these trailers at least they're nailing it and I'm even I'm just more lured in this is this is a big juicy carrot mm. and I want to bite it's so funny Tucky too and that's what I was some of it's so heavy mm. some of the subject matter is and so to see it already positioned in such a funny way I'm extremely optimistic um that they're going to handle it with uh, with grace and a lot of humor that we've come to expect from these people that are producing this show. So I'm really happy that it doesn't seem to be caricatures or it doesn't seem to be trite like this. It, I feel, I feel pretty optimistic about it. So. Yeah. And um, I'm also curious as to what other people they're going to bring into her world, because it seems as though from that trailer, they've got two gray haired people who mm-hmm. I presume are Annie's parents. Mm-hmm. So how are how are they bring being brought into the story? That's um, yeah. something I'm, I'm looking forward to see. And um, the woman who appears to be her BFF, yes, Lolly. She I'm so excited. She is such an awesome comedian, and they have such there's so much like really good comic talent in the show. I think yeah. I'm so excited to see these these different characters pop out. So 
Uh, all in all, super excited about this trailer. It's definitely making me even more excited to see the show. Uh, and we're we're counting down now. We're only a couple weeks out, so uh, we're pretty pumped. Anything else on the trailer, Tookie, or should we roll into uh, into Bubble on Deck? Ooh, uh, it we out here bubbling. I guess, yeah. All it's right. it's it's real. It's really really real. Uh, watch, listeners, our listeners, go find this trailer and watch it. Yes, if you haven't watched it yet, why are you? What are you doing? Go listen to it. Why are, Why it. are you here? Go yeah, watch it. Go. It's so good. Pause. We'll be here when you come back. Just go to your YouTube app. Uh, but yeah, give it a watch. Uh, listen to the rest of the podcast. Stick around till the end to hear the new song "Squeaky Wheel." We are so excited to premiere it here on this podcast. And guys, we'll be back next week. So uh, give us a give us a subscribe and uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. Um, berserk was actually I made for like for me to work out just you know to have something to sing to and like <laughs> to motivate me whenever I want to like I'll if I like skip months at the gym then I'm like ah I'll go this week I need something to keep me motivated and I'll I'll make a new song for it and so this song actually came out of that this uh that necessity for me yeah I was gonna say berserk because like I'm like oh this 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 kind of goes hard this is someone who, who's tired she <laughs> And does not feel like working out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when I was watching the trailer, I was like, oh, the, the, the fed upness right now. Yes. <laughs> I felt that. I really, really felt that. So do you, do you feel like they did your song justice with, yes. the, with at least I, the trailer? I actually, yeah. When I saw the trailer, I was blown away by like what the show was actually about because like sometimes, you know, you'll get your music placed in a show and, and it may not be like, exactly how you thought they would use it. Like sometimes I'll have songs that are like, um, maybe I was angry in this song and they'll use it for like a club scene. And I'm like, wow, how did mm. you, I don't know. It's, it's weird. So I have a song called Twisted that they've used in like a party mode when it was really meant for like anger or being upset. But <laughs> it's weird how like just the different uses that you could use for music and how it will literally change the, the emotion coming out of the scene. And so when yeah. I saw this one, I was like, oh, this is actually a really cool show just to watch, too. So that was that was like a plus, the, the subject matter of the show, too. Uh, oh, um, I have a hunch that some of the uh, execs who use the song Twisted might not know what the expression got me twisted means. <laughs> I, just a hunch. Possibly they thought, or they just made the assumption that, oh, if you're twisted and you're talking about young kids and maybe they're talking about partying. But it was actually about just like a deranged situation and they, it was weird how they used it, but it, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When they edit, when they edit, they kind of get their the use that they were going for. And so that, that works because I guess that means that it's usable for multiple, um, you know, scenes and like different moods and, and emotions and things in, in picture. So that was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. So when you um, got picked to work with this show and everything, did they show you any scenes? Did you see any kind of behind the scenes stuff? Don't worry, we're not like rooting around for trailers, but with what <laughs> with what you or or spoilers rather. Uh, but what with you had seen? I don't speak English, by the way. It's not my first language. But with what you had seen, um, do you think you can relate directly to any of the themes? in this show? Um, um, I think so. So, well, 
I guess somewhat definitely with like just being comfortable with your body image Mm -hmm. um I can definitely relate to that because like for me I I um am always like promoting just like loving your self-love like regardless of your size um your age like whatever like whatever it is about you just just loving yourself and so like a lot of my music is on that um I guess I have I really dealt with like a annoying bosses I'm sure I have but (laughs) (laughs) I am more I am more I think outspoken than like the character on the show like she's finally gotten fed up and I I am more of I won't get to that point I'll like start speaking before it even gets to that Mm. I'll like I'm the type to hold something in for a little bit and then you're gonna know I'm angry you're gonna know immediately and like just like directly um so I don't know if um 80 is gonna be that type of character like once she switch flips this the switch if she's going to just be direct and just like getting everybody and it looks like she is from the trailer so that's pretty cool um I think that's a good trait to have or you'll just have like a miserable life trying to please everybody and you know like trying to live your life according to what people enjoy it's just kind of like whatever forget about you I'm doing what I want to do and that's it I think 80s 80s gonna channel your music to like She's actually channeling that like rage energy in your music to like change that character. But you talked a little bit about self-love and how that's such a big piece component of all of your music. And is that something that has always been a big part of who you are and what you stood for? Or is that sort of a a journey that you've had to go through? You know, that's one of the things Tookie and I have talked a lot about is sort of how these things come about later in life. Sometimes, um, is this something that you've always had sort of burning inside of you or is this sort of something that's grown with you as you've gotten older? I feel like I've always had it. I was just quieter when I was younger. So, um, like if, if someone were to like try to tease me or something when I was younger, I didn't one, I was like, usually like bigger than the other kids so they didn't really like try to tease me (laughs) I guess they were afraid that I would hit back (laughs) and like the fights that I've gotten in I would always win so that I didn't get really so much like bullied or anything like that but like even when someone would talk bad about me it didn't it never fazed me for some reason it would just like one ear out the other and so even with like you know the internet and like all the the like the bad comments you get and stuff like that. I like just blow all of that over. And like, I'm like tunnel vision. I know what I want to do. And I love myself. Like even with like my weight, like working out, I know it's just a good thing to do just for health benefits, but it's not even so much to do it to lose weight. It's more so I know I need to be active and I'm just been sitting around. So I'll I'll just feel like going to work out or I won't. (laughs) And I just feel like I should just because it's good to do it. But it's never about like, Oh, someone said, oh, you look like you're putting on some weight. Like, I actually like my face fatter. So that wouldn't, <laughs> that wouldn't be a thing. Like, I'm worried about what somebody thinks about me. Um, but, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So another question that I had, because um, I work uh, as a stand-up comic, and that's a very uh, man-heavy space. And the rap game itself is very male-dominant. So... Yeah. Do you ever feel like you have to work twice as hard for half the credit of your male peers? And do you think the bar is especially low for like white male rappers since essentially all they have to do is like get a face tattoo and mumble on a beat to get some hype? <laughs> I, I mean, um, let me see. So I think that it's harder for women. I definitely think that there are way more like variety of male rappers and there's just like 20 that have this flow. There's mm-hmm. like five million that have this flow. There's like three million that, and then with women, it's like, oh, she has that flow. You can't have that flow. 
it's like they don't want or it's like yeah. oh she raps you don't need yeah. you so it's weird they don't they don't let enough variety of females speak and i think they they like right now have like one perspective and like it kind of it kind of i think it uh stifles like female creativity i think they're more so focused on hey maybe i should just get naked and shake it and twerk and i need to learn how to twerk and i need some implants and i need some so it kind of gives you this falsehood of what a female rapper is and it almost yeah. puts us as like a, just a visual object when the goal of what we're doing is speaking. Um, but I guess that doesn't bother me. I'm like really focused on what I like to do. And I just, I don't think I'll, I'm the type to compromise to like try to meet, like fit into a mold. I think I'm the type to create a mold and make enough noise so that people will respect it. Yeah. No, because I was listening to um, some of your music earlier. I really like the uh, Give Me My Flowers song. I, I really feel like that's saying something, <laughs> you know, because, and I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name names or put anybody on blast, but it, it's kind of frustrating to me when I look at the, the landscape of, of rap that's out there and someone who only really says like, it's lit straight up wins lyricist of yeah. the year at the BET awards. Yeah. Skirt, skirt. Yeah, like it's, that's it's, lyrics, uh... that's bars. <laughs> I didn't, excuse me. It's, it's weird because the thing about rappers, and I feel like it's a like a kind of fighting zone. You have to pick a lane. You're either going to be a lyricist and you're going to rap really good and you're going to make corny songs or you're going to be a dope song writer or like just you make great songs, but you don't really like flow or you don't do like, mm -hmm. you're not a dope rapper. So I think a lot of rappers try to decide, are, am I going to be, you know, just conscious music and just like bars, bars, bars and don't make good songs. <laughs> and those those careers are very short lived, to be honest. I think you need to be able to do both. And I try not to make, I don't like corny music myself, so I'm not going to make something that I can't actually like dance to or have fun with. But there are some songs where I'm like, this is a simple concept. I'm not going to like over like just every syllable rhyme and all this extra cadence and flow. I, I think some songs don't require it. I think it's really like the production on whether I'm going to be, oh, I'm going to be lyrical. Oh, I'm going to spit fast on this. Or, oh, this is a fun song. People don't want to think and dance. They just want to dance. Mm -hmm. So maybe you need to do like some, yeah, yeah. Like just ad-libs and like <laughs> make it fun. <laughs> so that's kind of the toss up with with rap you know deciding whether to be lyrical or whether to you know make fun enjoyable music and i try to do both yeah but i just feel like because you're a woman that's a that's a conscientious choice that you have to make like you have you have to be doubly aware of that do you ever feel like it's the same in any other aspects especially being a woman of color you feel like you're under more scrutiny um, i don't i don't feel like i'm under more scrutiny i think a white female rapper would be under the most scrutiny. oh yeah and i look at like the the like what Iggy goes through. Um, one for females, like the first thing in terms of our respect. One, okay, they're expecting you to be naked, but two, they're expecting that you don't even know how to write your rhymes. Like they're they're assuming that someone has written what you're spitting for you. So they're not mm. even giving you the the credit of just like being a songwriter first. And that's like the first hurdle when you can get over the oh they know you wrote it or they believe you wrote it. Like some people are still are writing their stuff and it the public opinion is you don't write because of a rumor or something. So it's, it's, it's weird. I think that 
um, like for me, the way I got into rap was that the guys that I was around, I knew I was better than them. I was a singer first. Like I grew up singing in church. And <laughs> That's an amazing like reason to get them. into something. Yeah. <laughs> I could do this better than you. I, I watch co-sign me. that. <laughs> and then with rap too, it's so cocky. And I was like, if I'm already feeling like this and I've never rapped before, then I definitely have the, the mindset of a rapper. Cause like the rapper's number one mo is self-love uh, to a narcissistic <laughs> extent mm-hmm. so <laughs> so it just made sense and then when i actually started rapping i was better than the people that i was around so um it's just been fun for me i think that the more music i get out there and the bigger fan base i build the respect will come once they hear the music they'll hear the consistency they'll know it's me spitting one one you can't rap better than me so like it's not like you're gonna tell me i'm not writing like you challenge me then so uh it, it'll be fun to just like continue putting out music and just like kind of get my name out there. Yeah. And, and do you think, um, I hope these questions aren't too deep. So I'm, I'm, I'm very no, 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 they're good. They're good. They're good. Um, but do you think now that we're in an age of social media and self-promotion is kind of the way in, do you think that it's even easier for you to be seen and heard and that, your message is not only more accessible, but like somehow more palatable to the masses. Like suddenly being a black woman is the wave, right? So do you think like you're, you, you, you're picking up steam at like the right time? Um, I def- definitely think uh, the success of both Nikki and Cardi simultaneously is kind of good to open the door for mm-hmm. more females to be accepted right now. Um, because I, I do know at a time like labels weren't trying to sign um, female rappers because they didn't think that they would sell. Mm. Um, but I, I just, I feel like um, now is a perfect time, but I feel like the floodgates are open. And so, um, you know, like, because I can put my music out there, so can every other human being on the planet tomorrow, like go and set up, go and get your song on Spotify, like just blah, blah, whatever it is you want to make. So it makes it more difficult because now there's a lot to sift through. Now ah. bloggers, um, tastemakers they're all inundated with like just so much even fans like they don't even know like you can have a fan one week and it's like if you don't put out new music they forget about you because there's so many other rappers that they <laughs> that they like it's like whoever is being consistent now so one song wouldn't cut it for you to like break out there you need to be like consistently putting out music and so that's why i'm like always just like creating music so that i can always just release things to my fans and then especially like the stuff that gets placed you know definitely put more promo behind those and then you know try to work it that way but there's just like so many options like yeah yeah but I think your whole vibe really stands out I think it sets you up it's it should say something that you got selected and your music got selected to to be part of the show so you're doing something right really happy I was really, really happy. Um, and I, actually, I, I can say this. So um, like maybe like I want to say it was towards the end. I, I knew that they were planning to select my song. And I got an email that they wanted to replace it, that the producers wanted something more upbeat. And so like I made like a ton of songs <laughs> and I wanted to like beat my song. So I was like, <laughs> if they're going to replace it, let me replace it with more like, okay, you want more energy? I got it. So um, they ended up going, you know, with the original berserk song that they that they wanted so that was cool but now i just have like all this more music that i made (laughs) trying to compete with myself and so that was fun that's awesome that is oh and and you rose to the occasion so already 
setting yourself apart from that large pool like you were talking about. Hey, hey, that deserves an ad lib. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> skirt, skirt. That's my go-to. Right. Is... So, you know, you've been doing this for a while now. Do you feel like over the last couple of years, you've seen an influx of more and more women who are getting into the industry? And uh, if that's the case, do you have any advice? Like, is there anything that you learned sort of as a woman going through all of this in your career the last couple of years? What sort of advice would you give to somebody that's just starting out? Somebody um, who thinks that they're I, better than I, their I, guy friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> there are a lot of you. Girl, if you're good, just go. <laughs> but um, I want to say that, like, um, I think that... Um, I think females, one, even with the influx, I, I would love to see like more female. Like I, there are so many rappers that rap exactly the same and because they're a guy, it's okay. And they each get to have their name and their brand and their fans and all thrive. And so I would like to see more like female collaboration and just like more female rappers, period. Because the more of us, the more fans for us and like to even just like build and cross promote, cross pollinate between fan bases. And I think we'll, we'll thrive as a community. Like. I know women are like catty and like more, you know, don't get along as much, or that's the like stereotype that you hear. But I really feel like that we could be a good, strong female rap community so that it's not like one female rapper in mainstream and that's it. Or two, even that is crazy compared to all the male rappers that are out there just like, you know, making a career out of their music, even with like tons of sound alikes. Um, so um, the advice I would give two females let's see i want to say ladies do what you do <laughs> if you're sexy be sexy and own it if you have conscious music own that whatever it is that you do be original just be authentic and i want to say that there's like billions of people on earth and you will find your tribe you will find your group of people that love the music that you make so don't feel like you have to compromise what it is you do um yeah i'll say that I, I'm holding in a squeal right now because I'm celebrating, but I don't, also don't want to break the microphone. Yay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Well, because, you know, and, and earlier I wanted to ask, like, if there was ever a point in time, but, I, but you kind of don't strike me as someone who's ever struggled with this. But, you know, just looking back on your life as a whole, was there ever a point in time when you felt like you had to shrink yourself for the sake of others, for the sake of your male peers or... Um, you know, the, the, the greater white society in America or, or did you ever feel like pressure to fully assimilate as much, or as much as you could? Um, definitely not. I, um, I know with, if, if anything assimilated, it would be my producers possibly. Mm. <laughs> um, and that's just because production changes over time. Like if you're using, you know, drums and sounds that were like maybe a decade ago, then you were popping then, you probably sound pretty dated right now. Yeah. So the goal is to be, you know, you have to rise to the occasion with the current style of production. And I can rap, I can flow on any beat. My pen is good on any beat. So it never bothered me like, oh, okay, you need trap beats? Okay, give me trap beats. Oh, I need hip hop beats? Oh, I can rap on that too. It's just like, whatever it is, you're going to see my style of like rapping and singing and all that you're gonna feel my my concepts and like all the stuff that i put into my work you'll you'll know it's bubble you'll know bubble on deck like whatever it is that i do so yeah <laughs> new uh music coming out is there anything that you know you mentioned you've got a new song called squeaky wheel coming out is there anything that uh anything you want to tell us about that song tell us a little bit about sort of the thought process behind writing it 
Yeah, so squeaky wheel is just like, it, it's kind of like, it's almost like 80s whole character concept. And it's so weird that my song got selected for for that show because just like, I know I'm going to watch the show, but it just looks like that that her character is going to get fed up and she'll speak up. She'll speak for herself. And I feel like females, period, right now are just going through a whole like, I'm sick and tired of being um, subjected to like verbal abuse, just harassment, just kind of the the whole male dominant power um, struggle that we've been under since the beginning of time. <laughs> and it's like now it's over. It's not over with. It's definitely like a long battle. But currently, it's just more of I'm going to speak up about what's happened to me. Even if it happened decades ago, I'm going to speak up about what happened to me so that it doesn't happen to the next female. And, and Squeaky Wheel is just about starting to make enough noise so that people pay attention to what's going on. If you're being disrespected at work, if you're being disrespected wherever, in public, whoever, like, just speak up. Like, be squeaky. Make noise. Like, get louder, get louder, and even louder until people respect what you're saying. Um, and I think that that movement is definitely going on. Me too. Yeah. Me three, me four, me five. It's, like, really, like, strong. And I think that it that momentum should stay because people are trying to overlook it. They like to brush things, you know, under the rug or just like forget about this stuff that's happening now. And I don't think that it should be. I think that females need to get loud, like, like real loud. <laughs> I love yeah. that. It's not, you know, we're not just standing up for ourselves. We're also standing up for each other. I love that you mentioned, you know, you have to say something for the people that are coming in behind you. So it's not just about yeah. standing up for ourselves in these things. It's really about, about being a squeaky wheel for, for each other. Cause we're, we're all in this shit together. So I love that. Right. Uh, and if you're, if you're right. cool with it still, we will, uh, we will play this song at the end of the episode for everyone to hear if you're down with that. Or a, a snippet. Yeah. Yes, it's so good. We you sent it to me and I was just like blaring it on my phone. I was like, yes, I am going to listen to this every time I need to like get in a fight with somebody at work or anytime I need to like throw (laughs) down. I am putting on squeaky wheel. So I am so excited. I love it. That's definitely like the pre you got to get yourself amped up to speak your mind and just not care about people's feelings. Just the truth needs to come out. So that's cool. Yeah. No, I love, I love your message of empowerment, especially cause, cause I am a fluffy woman, uh, who has heard it all about, about, you know, appearance, right. In a world where a dude can look like a thumb and people are like, Oh yes. Yeah. You know, Oh my God. Yes. I'm, t- I'm, I'm tired. So I just really, really appreciate just everything about what you're doing and what you're saying and all of that self-love in a world that conditions women, especially, especially women of color and especially women of a certain se- women who eat and enjoy it. Right. Like and we love it. Yes. Yeah. Food is good. It's enjoy. So- <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I want to say this too. I, uh, so I wrote a song called laundry too, just on like, uh, I know that's like a really simple, basic subject, but I wrote it, that's also a female empowerment record. Like a lot of people think that it's about like love or sex or whatever. It's really just about like, you know how many women now are working like full time and just bossed up and just like leading the household. So I think that the gender roles should change too in the sense of, hey, if you're at home, that's cool, but you gonna wash some clothes today. <laughs> right. So that was kind of like the idea behind that. But like all, all the music is just like really just empowering and just 
just standing up for yourself, if nothing else, even if it's at home. Like, thank you. Yes, yes. I if I work, it. I work an eight-hour day. I want to come home to some clean dishes. And if we got to spill it, the chores, I sit on your face while I fold shirts. Cool, cool. Work, <laughs> work. <laughs> There's I, I there's not that many people I feel like who are making music about these types of topics and about this subject matter. Like, is there anybody else you feel like that's in the same space that's doing what you're doing that you love that you'd like to shout out or anything? So I think I'm maybe a combination of Missy Elliott, Lauren Hill, and Little Kim because like some of my lyrics are really sexy too. So um, I would like to shout out those three. They have had the most like female influence on me in terms of rap. I stand for Missy. I don't know if you guys knew. I don't care. Super duper fly still slaps 20 years later. I'm very enthusiastic. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Look, I'm going to be a squeaky whale.